Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Today is Monday. It's April 4th, 4422. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup of tea. It's tea. Still no coffee. And it's super duper warm. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning to the rest of you. Whether you're watching live or later listening, I look a little worse for wear. It's because I am long weekend. Uh, I was away on a retreat. I'm not going to talk about it. Very personal stuff. And I did not get a lot of sleep, but let's just say it was a very good weekend. So we'll sum it up there. It's Monday. We're going to talk about a new episode of Martial Arts Radio. Uh, I asked a question in the Facebook group. A bunch of some of you answered. We got a, a bonus question there. Frank gave us some stuff. There's plenty to talk about. But first thing I want to start with, how was your weekend? What did you do? What was the highlight? Did you do anything fun? Anything new? Did you train? Did you go away? Did you sleep all weekend and, and cook some food? Like, what did you do? Tell me in the chat. Good morning also to Frank. Oh, no. Jenny says there will be... A bit of honey in my lemon ginger tea today. Lilith shared her germs with me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Well, to be fair, does, does she bring them in? Where is she getting them from? She's kind of young. Uh, good morning, Dennis. Dennis says, every brand new week should be unwrapped like a precious gift. Happy Monday, peeps. I agree. And Dennis says, happy 10-year anniversary, Liz. Wow, 10 years. Doesn't seem like it's been that long, does it? <sighs> Good tea. Met a, met a guy this weekend who could make bird songs or yeah, like whistling, make whistles that sounded like birds so convincingly that it was probably half a day before people realized there wasn't a bird in the house. It's really hard. People are like, what is going on? And then you catch him and you kind of grin. It was, I've heard people make convincing bird noises. This was beyond anything I'd ever experienced. Oh, good morning, Casper. Good morning, Andy. Ah, Jenny says, from her brothers, Lilith, she definitely got them from her brother, so I should just blame them. Absolutely. <sighs> it snowed last night. Didn't expect that. Came home to another two gallons of maple sap, pretty much filled up the stock pot again and cooked that down a bunch last night. But I'm going to have to chip away at that because we might still be getting sap through the week. This is going to be a ton of maple syrup, like way more than I ever would have expected. I'm about 90% sure I'm going to set up a farm stand on the side of the side of the road. We'll see. Maybe I can sell some maple syrup. Or maybe I'll just give away for gifts. That's more likely what I'm going to do, but hey, who knows? Andy likes my, my sweatshirt. Thank you. Uh, today, if you want one, I have not pulled them down yet. It's going to happen later today. So if you want a dragon hoodie, you better hurry up. Going away. Oh, what am I doing today? A lot of meetings. It's like all meetings all day. 
going to try and squeeze out of here, get to the gym. I had very little movement this weekend. Very, very little movement last week compared to, excuse me, what I normally do. But I got to get out of here. I need to go for a walk. Go to the gym. Something. I got to move. Got to move my heart rate up. All right. Well, let's just let's just dig in because I don't really have that much to say. Paul's here. Good morning, Paul. Paul says farm stand, letter Kenny style. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely what I would do. Probably wouldn't start with making one as fancy, but we get there. Frank says I had work at six a.m. yesterday, and I woke up at four a.m. So I was a sleepy head when I got home. Andy's asking for a purple and black version of this hoodie. I'll tell you what, and if you reach out, send me some examples of what shade of purple you want. Send me a, a picture with the kind of purple you want. We can do, how about we do custom color dragon hoodies? The general ones are going to come down. Maybe we set it up as a custom only sort of thing. Add like 10 bucks for it. We can do that. Just give me a great idea. Thanks. Some of obviously I know what black is. Semi color the purple. It would look pretty good, purple and black. Yeah. Um, episode. Let's see. Where am I? I had my phone off all weekend. It was great. You ever do that? Turn your phone off the whole weekend? I turned my phone off Friday afternoon at like three o'clock, maybe four o'clock. Turned it back on yesterday at I think three o'clock, three thirty. Very nice. Looks like some people who are. So I'm not the only one that uses the YouTube account, and it looks like some people all signed in as Whistlekick have been watching some videos. This is funny stuff that I definitely didn't watch. Um. Not there yet. Did you check out uh, last week's episode? Is how to know if your self-defense training is effective? I've been getting some wonderful feedback on that. Just I saw an email come through this morning. Let me look in Dropbox. Oh, me. I do 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 podcast episodes current. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't forget live episode seven hundred next Monday. Frank says, during the countdown, we can hear you. Well, that's weird because I turned off the mic. That's not supposed to happen. Thank you for letting me know. Mm. Were you able to just hear me? I muted myself in the same way. Maybe I just don't know how to use the software. Maybe I'm too tired when I wake up. Um, today's episode, Ron Van Cleef. Yeah, that one, that guy. I talked to Ron Van Cleef because Andrew was a magician and it was an awesome episode. It's super fun. One of the rare ones where we leave an explicit warning on it. So check it out. Enjoy. Let me know what you think. 
there's one, there's a thing that happens towards the back of the Ron Van Cleef episode, and it keeps coming to mind. It's something Andrew and I have talked about. And, and it's basically, it's the best anecdote you can give for people having excuses for when they get older. You'll hear it. You'll know what I'm talking about. And for any of you out there who, who, who feel like, oh, I can't do this. I'm too old. I'm getting older. You have no excuses. Have fun. No, thank you, Frank. Um, Kelly says, I'm sorry, who is he? You're going to have to look him up. We don't have time. It, it wasn't the most um, personally satisfying episode I've ever done, but it was still an absolutely remarkable episode. And I think it's proof of where the show has come. Where we are now, we're, we're getting people like Ron Van Cleef on the show. And I just think that's awesome. You know, this is where we've gotten in seven years. Seven years, 700 episodes, we're talking to people like him. Stacy says, Kelly, Kelly, me too, referencing that she doesn't know who he is. Um, I love you, Stacey, but you, there, there have been a number of people you haven't recognized name-wise and movie-wise. So um, let's just say that he is a big part of our history as American martial artists. He was there not in the first wave. He was there in the second wave. And the name-dropping in this episode is absolutely ridiculous. It, it's insane. Like It's probably the most, the biggest name-dropping episode that you've you've ever heard um it's not it takes you five seconds of research to realize this guy is a huge deal so have fun with that all right i don't know if it's in your podcast feed yet it's not up on youtube yet it'll be there all right uh next we're gonna switch over to quotes frank sent over some stuff let's check it out and we switch today actor Robert Downey Jr. turns 57. Here are parts of an article from him, from about him from Dragoninst.com. Uh, in the 90s, Robert Downey Jr. was arrested multiple times for drug and alcohol-related crimes. In fact, if you if you're old enough to remember, um, he was presented as a cautionary tale. He was one of the most visible uh, cautionary tales of the 90s. It's hard to overstate it. In the same way that Charlie Sheen, you know, being an actor on the biggest show in the world at the time of Two and a Half Men, and then just went off the rails to the point where they had to pull him from the show, his, basically his own show. Robert Downey Jr. wasn't quite as big of a star, but his fall from grace was just as big because of drugs. Uh, if you want it, if you want what I think is probably the best insight into that, uh, David Letterman has a show. I think it's called Dave. Maybe David. Maybe Letterman. I don't remember. I think it's on Netflix, and he does some one-on-one -on -one interviews, and he does one with Robert Downey Jr. It's really solid. 
Downey credits his practice of Wing Chun as one of the main driving forces for his comeback to acting in 2009. He released a string of well-received movies like The Singing Detective, Fur, and Zodiac before landing the key role of Tony Stark in Iron Man, which was released in May of 2008, to record-shattering returns. Wonderful example of, you know, doing really well, doing really poorly, coming back. Why? Martial arts. Sometimes referred to as a martial art for the mind, Wing Chun is a powerful Chinese art known to increase focus, concentration, and relaxation. I think you can say that about any martial art. The concepts and philosophies found through Wing Chun training bring about a new way of looking at life's challenges, helping you to deal with situations in a whole new way. Things you don't usually find in other activities. How many people out there, how many people have we had on martial arts radio who attribute martial arts training to changing the course of their life, to saving their life, fixing their life, whatever word they might use? How many people who have we had on the show who claim they, they would be they would have gotten caught up in organized crime or gang violence or whatever else it was if it was not for martial arts. It's quite a few. Now, how many people have we not had on the show who would say the same? It's not probably not dozens of people, thousands, tens of thousands. How many people owe their life to martial arts? How many people in history owe their life to martial arts? Millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions. How many people live a better life because of their training? Everybody that trains, which is billions of people. I would suspect over the course of history, billions of people have trained. Mm. Yeah, probably not tens of billions. It's a lot of people. Oh, you guys are funny. Good morning, Brian. Stacy identifies me, 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 but so many of your guests and commenters have said that. Yeah. I would suggest that there are very few people who train martial arts who would not say martial arts made their life significantly better. It's probably virtually none. I bet if you hunt, you might be able to find somebody. But if you ask them questions, intelligent questions, they would admit it. They may not realize it, but they would admit it. They may not be connecting those dots. I like it because it makes me feel good. Isn't that making your life better? Oh, well, I guess. I might sneeze. I might be getting sick. We will find out. Fingers crossed. Good stuff. Um, let's go in the Facebook group. If you have questions or comments, stuff like that, the best thing to do is leave them in the, in the Facebook group. I'll post a question after the show, facebook.com slash first cup with Jeremy. If you don't do Facebook, you can email jeremy at whistlepick.com. I asked last week what you consider your... When you consider your morning routine, what's your favorite part? Excuse me. And Chris said a hot shower. Kelly and Dennis 
said first cup. Not surprised about that. And Mark said, training. How many of you train in the morning? How many of you train on your own in the morning? How many of you, maybe you teach? Do you teach a morning class? I think there's a lot of room in this kind of early morning space for training, especially shorter training. If you ran a 15-minute class every morning, you wouldn't get everybody participating, but you get people participating. For those of you willing to do online classes, wouldn't you do that? Pretty solid entry. I know some of you already do. What a way to start the day. Go on, computer. Switch back. There we go. Jenny says, you didn't get the germs from us. No, I did not. Unless you found a way to hybridize a computer virus and a real one. Uh, Dennis says, you know, I train early at morning. I sure do. Dennis says, the world would be such a better place if everyone trained in martial arts. There is no doubt. And Jenny follows up. That's why most of us here have a goal to get as many people into the martial arts as possible. It is the simple stated goal of whistle kick to get people training and keep them training. That's it. That's all we're trying to do. I want every person in the world to train for six months. Not because they have to, because they want to. Because they see the benefit and they want to try it. Because they see everybody else trying it. They're like, all right, I'll try that. Kind of in the same way that most people do anything that they find benefit in. Doesn't mean they have to keep going, but I'd like them to do it for a little while. Oh, that time. Uh, Stacy, I think you got a typo in there. I don't quite understand what you're saying. Kelly asked a question in the Facebook group, and I think it's a good question. So we'll, let me read it. A question for the boys, as it is often a topic of discussion in self-defense classes. Will he strike your opponent, opponent's groin in a fight? Most guys I ask say absolutely not. I think if you were to graph the likelihood of striking the groin, I think it's an inverted bell curve based on martial arts experience and whether or not people are winning. I think people with a very little skill are more likely to strike the groin. People with a little bit of skill are probably not going to strike the groin. People with a lot of skill will strike the groin. It's a vulnerable target. Why would you not? There, There's... Um, you know, there, there are these supposed rules of being a man, and I will agree with many of them. A lot of them have to do with uh, the way you treat other men. Um, most of the rules have to do with romantic relationships, whether or not you can ask out your friend's ex, things like that. We're not talking about those. Most men in the company of men would say, I would never kick a guy in the groin. Here's the difference for me. If I'm in a fight, it's because someone else initiated it. If someone else initiates a fight, I will use whatever I need to to end the fight. There was something rolling around in my head this weekend about um, 
there is no such thing as a fair fight. The moment someone attacks you, it is not fair anymore. If you punch me in the face and I have a brick handy, it will, I will smash you in the face with a brick. I, <laughs> assuming that that level of violence is warranted, right? It doesn't mean that like, you know, I'm hanging out with friends and someone's playing around and they, they drunkenly throw a half-hearted punch at me. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, if someone's really trying to cause me harm. Zero to 60. There's no point in waiting. I'm not going to let someone else set the level of violence. So if someone attacks me and the groin is a available target and it makes sense to strike the groin, you better believe I'm going to strike the groin. And I think if someone says no, I think they're being foolish. Because why would you not? Jenny says, Matt, her husband said he won't strike the groin, but he'll teach it to students. I would like to know why. Uh, Stacy says, were you eating too healthy and got sick? No, just it wasn't a lot of sleep. Um, actually didn't eat a lot this weekend. And what I ate was very healthy. No, I think it's just being being around a lot of other people, a lot of strange people. And there's some other stuff going on, but it's okay. Where I think the groin becomes an interesting self-defense discussion is because so many people consider it, especially outside of martial arts, consider it an off-limits off target. It's developed this mystique that for a, to a lot of people, especially younger people, it's a, a, a fight-ending target. It can be, but it isn't always. And the older someone is, the more likely they've been struck in the groin and the more likely they can respond. It becomes dangerous when you tell someone, all you have to do is kick a man in the groin and then he won't be able to hurt you. That's bad advice. That's the problem. That's the only problem I see. Dennis said, there is no target off limits in a heated altercation. Considering that we as martial artists would typically avoid fights, if we find ourselves engaged in combat, it's likely a pretty serious situation and the groin is not off limits. Well said. Uh, Jenny follows up. Matt says, if I can strike the groin, there's usually other things I would do instead. Also, I will teach it to students because I agree with Jeremy. It's completely efficient. Yes, there there is a good chance that there are things that you can do instead if you can strike the groin. I will completely agree. I think one of the, the when we consider what I would term a very common fight situation, right? Someone's becoming an aggressor. They are in your personal space. They have crossed whatever line you draw that puts you into a confident, into a situation where you are confident self-defense is warranted. They quite often are standing with their feet apart, probably wider than they need to be. They're trying to look big and tough, and they're probably just within side punching range. The moment someone lays their hands on you, or you believe they are going to lay their hands on you, 
And how you define that is entirely up to you. It's not something I'm going to step into right now. But let's say you are confident that they are going to try to harm you. Kick to the groin. Their face comes forward even a little bit. Now you've got more options because they are distracted. They are in pain. Yes, you've escalated the situation, but if it was going to end it anyway, I assume it would not. If you know it's going to turn to violence, you might as well be the first one. I don't know what this means. Then it says, Lou Gossett Jr. went to the groin in an officer and a gentleman. I know who Lou Gossett Jr. is. I'm assuming it's a movie. I, I've heard of that as a movie. I'm assuming this is the one. Do I know who Lou Gossett? I, I've heard the name. I don't think I could pick him out of a lineup. Does anybody else have anything to add to that question? Do you disagree? Trying to think of a situation where I wouldn't strike someone in the groin when I could. No, I got nothing. <laughs> Kelly says, usually the steps I do is palm to nose. They lean back. Now groin is available. Strike groin and usually can do a knee or kick the face as they come down. Stacy's excited. OMG, a movie and a person I know. And then it says, yes, the fight scene in the movie with Richard Gere. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I think there are plenty of people who have pride and they think that by not doing something that they could, that would benefit them that they're being a better person. There is no situation where if someone is trying to harm you, assuming you do not over-escalate the level of violence, that a target should, is off limits. If someone attacks me and they have a cast on one arm, I can't imagine that happening, but let's pretend it did. I have no problem attacking the arm with the cast. It's vulnerable. Why would I not go for that arm? Why would you not end it as quickly as possible? Why would you not use the most effective techniques? Anything else is inefficient. Anything else is silly. That's how I see it. Frank says, Master Ken always restomp the groin. And Jenny says, I think that is all the argument we need. Pro groin strike. Kelly says, most non-martial artists call it a cheap shot. Well, that's because most non-martial artists think fighting on the street has rules. And it doesn't. And they are forgetting the fact. They're, they're, they're looking at it in the context of, as you add on, also, I guess in MMA, you can strike face, knees. I don't know about knees. Maybe, but groin is illegal. Yeah, you can't eye poke. There are things you can't do, 
in a, in a, uh, a structured combative situation in combat sport. And yeah, you shouldn't be able to because there is risk. There is risk of permanent injury with a groin strike. It does not mean it is life-threatening. So, you know, um, if it was easy enough to just avoid, men wouldn't wear groin protectors, right? Like, it's kind of part of our, our culture as martial artists. Like, wear a cuff when you can, when you should. I don't like wearing a cuff. And again, that's most, most people have never been in a real fight where they are fearing for their lives or fearing for their personal safety. That's a good thing. And because of that, they've spent little to no time thinking about what they would do. If someone is truly trying to harm you, and let's remember in the context of self-defense, you are generally at a disadvantage. An attacker is not usually going to attack someone that they don't think they will win against. The person attacking you is probably bigger. They are probably stronger. And if you wait for them to attack, they have the advantage there too. Are you also going to say, there are certain things I won't do to defend myself when they have no problem choking you out, taking your money, who knows what else, killing you? It's a foolish line to draw in the sand. And I think anyone that is willing to do that is... I just think it's foolish. I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> it's just silly. And there we go. Good topic. I like that we got to talk about a martial arts question. Thank you, Kelly. I wish more of you would leave stuff like that because it's a good conversation. We all benefited from that conversation. It's not just what I think. I want to hear what you think. Kelly says, I always relate an attacker to a predator searching for easy prey. Yes. And Jenny says, Matt doesn't wear a cuff. He says, it's your job to protect your junk, just like it's your job to protect your face. Yes, but a cup protects your junk. You, you, it's an extra, it's an extra thing. Just like. I wear, I wear, a, I wear a helmet if I think I might get hit in the head. Just like I put my seatbelt on when I get in the car. It's my job to drive defensively, but I want my car to have airbags too. I don't need to have just one layer of protection. There's only one reason to not wear a cup. It's uncomfortable. It is the single reason. Any other reason is silly. I will, I will, I will say that definitively. And Jenny says, this is my life with Matt, folks. Well, his junk, his choice. All right, I'm going to go. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here. Great way to start the week. Good conversation. I'm going to leave some stuff in the Facebook group. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you want to support, 
I did update uh, both the Patreon and the family page at the end of last week. Come on. If you want to support, we've got a Patreon. Starts at two, do- excuse me, $2 a month. We've got the family page. It's free. And of course, you can use the code FIRSTCUP15 to get something like this mug. You don't need to be a martial artist. To, sorry. You don't need to do martial arts to be cool, but it helps. Available at Pacific.com. What is it? $22,399 and then 15% off. So it's about 20 bucks, free shipping. Get yourself a mug. Do you have a first cup mug? Do you have a mug that you drink out of during first cup? You should. You don't. Might I recommend this one? And don't forget, we do the show every weekday. 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Facebook, on YouTube. Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Twitter. Tuesday, Thursday on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> Brian says, his junk, his choice with a crossed out cup for a new shirt idea. I love it. That's funny. His junk, his choice. Sadly, people would think it was uh, referencing other things. But it is funny. I like that we have some inside jokes here. That can definitely be one of them. Have a great day. Good start to the week. And I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Peace.